This is B2B Radio featuring Mr. Biz, sponsored by Capital Plus. Over the next half hour, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, a nationally recognized leading business-to-business advisor, will present information that helps reduce risk, improve financial performance, and change your company's future. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, this program is for you. And now, here's Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. Hello, and welcome back to B2B Radio with me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. First, I want to give a quick shout-out to our show sponsor, Capital Plus. Capital Plus helps businesses balance cash flow and access working capital via accounts receivable management and a variety of financing options. You can check them out on the web at cpifunding.com, or you can call them at 855-522-3951. I will also mention, uh, if anyone is interested in, in um, sponsoring uh, the show in any, any form, shape, or form, or, or having a sponsorship on the website, as far as advertising, um, running commercials during the show, et cetera, you can reach out to us at info at MrBizSolutions.com. So get that and hit you with those couple things right out the bat. Uh, so we are going to, this show, continue our conversation about the sales process. And specifically during this show, what we want to talk about is we want to pick up where we left off with the last show. So we're going to talk a little bit about time management. We're going to talk about relationship management and resource utilization. So those will kind of be the big, big three topics that we covered during this show. Um, and I'm well, I'm happy to welcome back uh, Mr. Kevin Wentworth to the show. Thanks for coming back, Kevin. Awesome. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me back. So Kevin, um, Kevin has 18 years of combined experience in sales, service, and management in a variety of different client-facing roles. So he has a unique perspective on things. He has an undergrad degree in accounting which, again, you don't typically hear about salespeople being accountants. It seems pretty counterintuitive to most people. But I think that's what gives him a unique perspective on things. He's helped and coached a variety of professionals in a lot of different types of businesses, small businesses to large businesses. Um, he's been a featured speaker, uh, many different conferences, seminars, et cetera. So uh, that is why Kevin is with us and why he's, uh, I chose him to talk through some of the sales process. So we, have, we are now in our fourth show in the series on, on the sales process. So... If you missed any of the first three, um, definitely go back and check out the archive of on the B2B radio link on MrBizSolutions.com, and you can listen to any of those shows. So we're going to continue along the lines of Kevin has a, a sort of a, to v- better visualize the process, a jet model from which he sort of talks about um, the, the sales process. And I know we sort of had to wrap things up quickly at the end of the last show when we were talking about time management. And as you mentioned, Kevin, we could talk about time management for probably several shows in and of itself. But um, let's let's pick back up and, and kind of wrap up that time management um, topic. I know we were talking about several different things. Just the quick highlights. You know, Kevin mentioned there's a recent study that 68% of your time is spent on administrative tasks versus only 32% on selling, which is obviously a problem. We talked about um, several different things, but... One of the things I mentioned was RPAs, what I call RPAs, revenue-producing activities. I set a goal for that each week. I track it throughout the week um, to make sure I'm on on point and I'm not getting too distracted outside of revenue-producing activities. Um, so again, you can check that check out uh, towards the end of the, during the uh, third segment of the prior show um, to hear more about time management. But I wanted to pick back up and make sure we cl- kind of close that topic out um, on time management. Absolutely, yeah, and I think. The biggest thing that I'll add, and we'll definitely, I think time management really bleeds into the next segment, which is once again, kind of in the central part of that model. We've already talked about the jet engines and the afterburners and kind of the central part of the plane, you know, the body, the plane and the wings. 
this fits in there as well, which will be relationship management. The time management and relationship management to me go, go hand in hand. So I'm sure we'll be doubling up on some things and, and repeating some things that we've talked about. But with time management, the biggest thing I can say is put down a list of your activities, make sure you classify those, make sure you realize the best time to do them and you time block to do it to, in order to be disciplined and, and accomplish as much as you can in the time that you have. I think that it sounds very elementary, but I promise if you stay disciplined and you actually do the exercise and you stick with it just for a single week uh, to really go back and reevaluate and look at things, I think you'll realize things that you do well, things you can do better at, and things you might be willing to get off your plate and delegate, which I think is also very important for time management. So I, I think that's we can probably go ahead and jump right into relationship management unless you had any more comments on time management. Yeah, so I wanted to make sure I mentioned, I thought it was a great tip you gave um, during the last show, is, is creating time blocks. And so uh, it's one of those things that uh, you, it seems really obvious when you say it out loud. However, a lot of times you get caught in the weeds and you are not able to pull your head up above those weeds and see the bigger picture. And so the example you gave during the end, at the end of the last show in the third segment of of in your business, um, the prior business that you were in, um, most recently that you, you know, eight to four was the critical time to be able to, you know, nail sales down. And so you, what you would do is you would only do sales or RPAs, sales activities during that time. And you would save the administrative tasks that you needed to do for things outside of those hours. So if you got up early in the morning, you go ahead and knock those things out then because it's not a prime time for you to do any type of sales activity anyway. So I thought that was a great tip. And it's, Again, it sounds obvious when you say it out loud, but I think that's one of those things that, um, you know, as you said that, I thought, geez, that's one of those things that's sort of an aha moment a lot of times because you just, you, you get so far into the weeds, you don't really realize that. And, and quite honestly, I agree. On Fridays, a lot of times I would take office days as, as you know, I manage a large territory and I would set my, I would say, well, I'm going to get up and do my expense reports and I'm going to book my travel and I've got a conference call at 10 and then before you know it, it's two in the afternoon and I've not contacted a single client. Mm -hmm. Even though it's an office day, it doesn't mean all of that occurs. All of those administrative tasks should be occurring before eight or after four, even on a Friday, maybe Friday a little earlier because a lot of people would leave early, maybe two o'clock on a Friday. But I agree wholeheartedly. I think understanding that and, and understand I would almost take RPAs with what I do and, and put those, I guess, um, things you need to get a hold of a client or go see a client because I have passive RPAs that I would do off cycle. So maybe it's emailing, maybe it's calling and leaving voicemails. Maybe it's uh, doing research for a meeting I had yesterday that I need to follow up on tomorrow. To me, that's an RPA, but I wouldn't do that during eight to four. I would only do what I would guess maybe I'd classify as an active RPA mm -hmm. where I needed to talk to a client or I had to be in front person to person or et cetera. So, mm -hmm. so I think those are all very good points. Yeah, and we've we've got uh, we've got just a, a little uh, almost about a minute and a half here left before we go to break. So before we get rather than start relationship management and sort of break it off, I'm gonna I want to ask you a funny question here. So, um, what is and we may have to pick this up on the other side. And maybe act, actually makes sense. Um, I'll ask you the question. That's what I'll do. I'll ask you the question now. You think about it over the break, and we'll we'll come back after the break and we'll talk through it. But I want to know what your biggest screw up or your biggest goof up on the sales process uh, at some point or another? Any any situation you had, what was the biggest kind of thing that you did and then afterwards you went back and you're like, oh my gosh, I look like a complete, absolute idiot. And what did you learn from that? Okay, so, well, with, with a minute left, I'll give you the, I'll give you the, the foresight. So, or I guess the, 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 the lead in. Yeah. 
I said early on, you had to know your client base and your and who you were talking to and really know your product. And I laid a goose egg on this particular day by not knowing my clients by simply using the wrong word. I like so we'll it. Come back from the break. Yeah, I'll definitely fill you in and I'll tell you how I recovered from it because it took me literally twelve months. Oh, jeez. The screw up I did by saying one wrong phrase. Good, good. This will be a good one. That's a good tease uh, heading into the break as well. Um, so come back after the break. We will talk. Uh, we, first of all, we'll give the Mr. Biz tip of the week, um, and we will continue our conversation. We're going to hear about Kevin's big goof up, uh, and it took him 12 months to recover from that. You can follow us on Facebook at Mr. Biz Solutions. On Twitter, I'm at Mr. Biz Tweets. On LinkedIn, I'm Ken Mr. Biz Wentworth. Um, and of course, the website is MrBizSolutions.com. You can always go out to that, check it out, which you're probably listening to it on that website right now. So again, come back after the break and we will continue to hear uh, more and hear about Kevin's goof up. Are you tired of the recruiting and hiring Merrig around? There simply aren't enough trained diesel mechanics in Columbus. And guess what? It's only going to get worse. I'm Tim Spurlock, president of American Diesel Training Centers. In short, we find, vet, train, and place quality entry-level techs through an intensive 12-week hands-on experience. We've partnered with some of the best transportation companies in Columbus. We'd like to partner with you. Find out more at AmericanDieselCBus.com. That's AmericanDieselCBus.com. Thank you for being a Mr. Biz Solutions subscriber and listening to B2B Radio. Would you like to have your business highlighted in this spot? You can reach our entire subscriber base, all of Mr. Biz Nation, every week and archive for future listeners. We can record your very own spot to highlight your business, and you can also use it anywhere else you want, including your website or social media. If you are interested, please email us at info at MrBizSolutions.com. Don't hesitate, because there are limited spots available. To submit questions to the show, email them to MrBiz at MrBizSolutions.com. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. Welcome back to B2B Radio with me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, and this week's guest, Kevin Wentworth. Uh, it is time for the Mr. Biz Tip of the Week, and that tip this week is if you accept payments or have any sort of records online, do not neglect cybersecurity. I see this very often. It's an out-of-sight, out-of-mind type of thing. And it's something that sometimes can be expensive, but is absolutely worth it. It can be catastrophic for your business if you have a slip up in this particular department. And depending on your business, um, it, it, I mean, literally could end your business. So it's very, very important. I want to give a quick shout out to our show sponsor, Capital Plus. Um, Capital Plus helps you unlock your capital and unleash your business potential. So. Thank you to them. Uh, so let's get back into this. So I, I'm I'm curious to hear this because I'm not sure that I've heard this story before. So I want to hear. Uh, tell us about your your biggest sales goof up. Absolutely, yeah. And as I said before the break, it was a matter of I always say you need to be prepared, right? Always be prepared. Kind of the scouts aren't thing. And I was wholesaling in a part of the country where I wasn't very familiar. It was in uh, Utah. Happened to be in Salt Lake City, Utah. And I went into an office, and it was a. It took me a long time, many calls, many emails, basically pestering someone to let me in to come in and introduce my my company and my uh, products and strategies to a group of folks that that worked in the office. And I went in. There was a mix-up that day, and they had someone else in there doing what I do for a different company. When I showed up, I, you know, I was pretty upset, but I said, you know, no worries. I'll, I'll hang out and we'll do something afterwards. And the manager said to me, well, what do you want to do? And I said, well, I can 
I'll be more than happy to uh, take the office out for drinks. We can get some drinks and, you know, happy hour and have a good time get to know each other. And by the way, that's the best thing, best way to get to know someone is to get them out, outside of the office. So what I didn't realize was, as you heard, I was in Salt Lake City, Utah. Well, I don't know if you know the religion <laughs> or the majority religion that I found in Salt Lake City, Utah would be, you know? Mormon. Mormon. Yes. Guess what Mormons don't drink? Alcohol. Alcohol. <laughs> Guess what I offered to take them out for? <laughs> Copious so, amounts of alcohol. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know about copious, but the branch manager was simply furious because I had pounded uh, this prospect with, you know, I think I can add value to you. I, you know, I know the industry. I know my competitors. I know you. I can really help your clients. And then I came in with one slip up, something that I always say, you know, hey, let's, let's go out and let's do a happy hour. I can give a market update. We'll, we'll go over it just because of that. Basically, not so many words, I was thrown out of the office, <laughs> and it took me a year to get back in there by calling on him and apologizing profusely, and after he lectured me for 10 minutes about the Mormon religion, <laughs> uh, to get back in to be able to introduce my product. So once again, not knowing, not knowing your, your end customer, and it just so happened to be a regional thing. Anywhere else in the country, I'd have been fine, but it just so happened that I flipped up and said something without thinking because I didn't do my pre-work and make sure I was on point before I opened my mouth. So yeah. something as silly as that cost me a year in a sales cycle. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a great story. It's a great example um, of how, how simple it is. Like you said, it can be one thing. If you just said we can go out and grab a bite to eat, no problem. You say drinks, you're toast. It completely hosed you over. So uh, it's a good story. And I could, I could have meant apple juice, but that's how it was construed. But anyway. <laughs> right. Right. I think when you, yeah, you could have said, Hey, happy. I'm happy all the time, you know, <laughs> but, um, happy hours is the first hour we're out of work. So yeah, no, what are you talking about? Right. Right. Um, so let's talk about relationship management. I know we were, uh, we wanted to get in, get, we wanted to get into this, um, and wait talk to the break. So we had some more time here. Um, we've yeah. got, we've got, uh, about four and a half minutes left before, um, we gotta pay some more bills and, and listen to some more commercials. But so let's, let's uh, talk about relationship management. Yeah, and I think, you know, once again, kind of in the central part of the plane, we'll call this the body. Mm -hmm. We really think about it. It's managing accounts and expanding relationships that you have or are trying to obtain. Um, I would say that with relationship management, and we'll get into this, I guess, in sales as well. But to me, the biggest way you can win a sale, because there might be a lot of people that do what you do, whether you're a plumber or a landscaper or window washer, or you fill in the blank. There's other people that do what you do that are very passionate about what they do as well and what sets you apart. So first of all, you are the company, right? I said that before. You're selling yourself first and your product second. Being knowledgeable and being prepared really casts you in a very good light to prospective clients, but world-class customer service will set you apart and win you sales hands down, even if you're a little more expensive than the next guy, because you do what you say you're going to do and you do it exceptionally well. Whether it's you tell someone that you're going to, you know, can I follow up with you by the end of the day? Well, maybe that's 5 p.m. to some, but you got an answer at 1 p.m. Maybe it's, you know, kind of that under, over promise, I'm sorry, under promise, over deliver deals. That goes a very long way. Mm -hmm. um, maybe it's even changing an estimate because you priced something wrong to save someone money. If it's a legit mistake. I mean, a lot of people just overlook that and say, well, they agreed to X. I mean, I think, having that, those types of ethics and morals 
and, and, and doing what you say really sets you apart. So to me, in relationship management, you set the expectations of the client, whether it's a current client, a prospect, or a past customer, which we'll really get into with sales because too many people overlook past customers. Um, but do what you say because you're trying to earn that first call, right, with relationship management. You want to be holistic. And I mentioned this before and really understanding other people in your trusted circle that can help clients. So whether that be uh, you are a landscaper and someone asks you if you know anyone that does, say, window tinting for your house, which sounds silly, but I'm in Texas and that's a big thing down here, or the dark screens. Mm-hmm. Or perhaps it's um, uh, maybe you don't do stonework and they ask for something like that. Being able to recommend, they, those people automatically become trusted to your client because you recommended them. So being that person and being that first call is what you want. So you always have the opportunity to earn their business or refer them to someone else within the industry. And, and I'm, by the way, I'm, I'm full disclosure. If by chance you get a referral bonus, I would tell a client. Absolutely uh, You agree. don't want people to think, yeah, and I, I know this is a big one with you. Mm-hmm. You don't want people to think that you're referring business to someone simply because you get a referral. I know a lot of people including yourself, as we've talked about this in your business, a lot of people don't want referral bonuses. They simply want to work with someone because they don't want that to misconstrue the value that you feel that other vendor could bring to your client being overshadowed by perhaps a payment to you for the referral. They want your, you know, you want your client to believe you think they are the best for the job you want them to do simply by your knowledge. Yeah, so I would you kind of talk about that for a sec. Yeah, no, I agree with that. So first of all, one of the things you mentioned is it's ironic enough, and I promise to the listeners I did not set him up for this one, but you know, you're talking about essentially what I'm, I call is being one-stop shop for solutions, and literally that is one of the primary driving forces of why this business is Mr. Biz Solutions, is I want to be able to help my clients, regardless if it's not something in my wheelhouse, I want to be able to get them to someone who I know and I trust that is that are good and can help them and just along the lines of what you're talking about referral bonus i don't take referral bonus i never will just because of that i don't want to anything misconstrued i don't want to think any there's any uh, improprieties or even if i refer them to you know like someone like if i refer, refer them to one of my attorney uh partners i don't i don't take a referral bonus from them for sending that business because i only send business to people that i trust and i know are good and I, I've been offered it many times. I just won't do it because I don't want people to think that there's anything that's uh, sort of out of line with that. We are actually up against the break again. So we can pick this up, finish up this topic, and talk through uh, resource re- uh, utilization during the next segment. So join us after the break for that. Do you need to dive into online marketing but don't know where to start? Maybe you need an expert to help design your website. Or maybe you just need to drive more traffic to your website. Our Biz Marketing is here to help. Our customized local service specializes in digital lead generation. Our Biz Marketing, where our business is marketing your business online. Go to ourbizmarketing.com. That's ourbizmarketing.com. Ourbizmarketing.com. That's ourbizmarketing.com. Thank you for being a Mr. Biz Solutions subscriber and listening to B2B Radio. Would you like to have your business highlighted in this spot? You can reach our entire subscriber base, all of Mr. Biz Nation, every week and archive for future listeners. We can record your very own spot to highlight your business, and you can also use it anywhere else you want, including your website or social media. If you are interested, please email us at 
info at mrbizsolutions.com. Don't hesitate because there are limited spots available. Follow Mr. Biz on social media at Mr. Biz Tweets on Twitter and Ken Mr. Biz Wentworth on LinkedIn. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. Welcome back. Yes, don't uh, don't hesitate to follow me on any of those uh, social media platforms. Definitely uh, appreciate that. So this is the last segment uh, of this show, and so I want to make sure we sort of wrap up this relationship management topic and because we also want to cover before we close out um, resource utilization. So um, what else about relationship management um, did you want to mention, Kevin? Well, I would say, you know, the big thing is to segment your clients and segment them again. I think really understanding your prospects, you know, who you're calling on, why you're calling on that particular group. There's a lot of industries out there that have a particular niche, niche that they call on. Uh, whereas, for example, if, you know, you're a plumber, you don't have a niche. Ever, everyone needs a plumber, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that it's really, really specific to your industry. But understanding the clients you're calling on, the potential needs they may have. Uh, for example, you know, uh, I guess I would say a, a someone who does remodels and things like that would obviously probably call in general on older homes versus someone that has a new build. So that, I guess that's an example of what I mean by know who you're calling. Yeah, and uh, actually, calling on. let me cut you off for a second. Um, so, or not cut you off, but let me interrupt for a second, I guess. Um, I I think that really everyone does have, there is sort of a niche with everybody because, you know, even the example you gave, while on the surface at a macro level, you don't think of it, but, um, you know, when you said a plumber, well, a plumber has That's a niche true. because it's a homeowner, right? You, you don't want to go to an apartment owner, right? Because they're, they're going to say, oh, my, I got a maintenance guy for that. Um, on the flip side, you also, depending if you're going to do commercial work for plumbing, right? Maybe you target um, home builders, right? Maybe you target um, apartment um, complexes to say, hey, you know, I know you've got a maintenance guy. If you ever have a plumbing situation that warrants, you know, uh, more expertise than maybe what he or she has, here's my card kind of thing. So I think I think there are niches or niches, uh, no matter how how you look at it, it's just maybe some of them you got to pull back, the, uh, peel back the onion a little bit to find them. Yeah. And that's really breaks down the segment. So yeah. segmenting your clients. So yeah. granted, they might be new clients, but what new kind of clients are you looking for? Right. Uh, you know, in a salon, an example would be if someone's trying to grow their business, well, which businesses are the most profitable? So you look at, you know, hair color for women and men is very, very profitable. <laughs> so you run specials on hair colors. Um, and, and those are the new clients you bring in. Those are the ones you want. Those are the ones that bring in the most money. So, you know, same thing, I guess I didn't really think of that of a plumber or a landscaper or, you know, the typical type of small businesses that I run into, you had know, a land corporate contracts versus individuals would be big. Um, like I said, you're trying to earn the, the, the kind of the first call. Well, I guess let's jump back. So prospects, current clients, I think that, you know, you talk to them, but we miss out on past clients. We'll talk about this more in the sales section, but I think too many people, once you get a job done for a client, you kind of forget about them. Well, what I always say is it's easy in the relationship management side to gain new clients. You'd like to replicate at least the majority of the clients you already have. They know and trust you. Um, so why not go back to them in six months or a year and ask them for a review or just check in and ask, you know, how is everything? Are you running into any problems to be able to ask them for referrals, right? That's a soft, non-confrontational way to really check in. And that is the reason for the email to make sure your work is up to par and they have no problems. But by the way, Hey, if you think we did a great job, we'd really love a Yelp review or Hey, if, if you know anyone else that could use our services, we're doing a raffle this month for, you know, depending on what your business is, it's a free service, uh, whether it's a free free um, um, fall cleanup for your yard or, 
you know, a free inspection of all your sinks and things like that in your house if it's a plumber. I mean, I think doing those types of things with past customers are a way to continue to have them be customers and continue to feed you business passively without having to invest money. It's an email. That's it. Yeah. So and I think I, don't, don't overlook. Yeah, go ahead. Go, don't overlook past customers. Yeah, no, it's, it's a great example. I mean, just real quick. I mean, I've got an example with an HVAC company that I work with. And I know this isn't, you know, rocket science by any stretch. I know a lot of companies do this, but they run specials, um, maintenance specials every spring, late winter and spring, and then every fall, right? So as you're going to be turning your furnace on and or when you're going to be turning your air conditioning on, let's get this thing checked out, make sure everything's okay. Now, they price these things so they don't make much money off of them. They're almost, they're not a loss leader because they actually do make a little bit of money on them, but not much. The idea is to establish the relationship with that homeowner. Because then guess what? If you've been in there, first of all, you can be proactive. You go in there and you maintenance the system and you can also highlight to them, hey, you might want to take a look at this or, you know, this is starting to wear down, et cetera, et cetera, right? You kind of give them a heads up and they see you as an advocate for them. They, you have that relationship established. And then, heaven forbid, but if they do run into a problem with their HVAC system, guess who they're going to call? They're going to call you. As long as that visit was good, so you may have made a minimal amount of money, but now you 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 have begun to forge a lifetime relationship with these people. And by the way, with their neighbors, everyone else, because they're going to tell other people, right? So um, I think that's uh, this is definitely critical, and, and it's, it works. I mean, especially in an industry such as like HVAC, things like that, it absolutely works. I think the one thing I'll mention real quick is that it doesn't work as well sometimes that I've seen personally is in an auto repair business. Um, specifically, I mean, I'm sure everyone's had this happen to them and it's annoying as heck to me. You go in and get your oil changed and while you're getting your oil changed, they come in and based on what they tell you, you would think that you're driving a freaking bomb that's going to blow up on your way home if you don't do these 74 <laughs> things, right? We're going to, you know, it is, it's the noise the heck out of me and they're just trying too hard. Look, oh, well, you need to change your your cabin air filter, look at this thing. Like, am I going to die of carbon dioxide on the way home, monoxide on the way home? No, I'm not. So relax. I'll change it. It's a $7 filter. It takes me three minutes. If I do it blindfolded, you're going to charge me $50 for that. That's ridiculous. So you can take it too far. Um, so I think that's uh, important. We've only got about three minutes left, and I want to make sure um, we, we, we uh, touch on resource utilization. Well, and, and by the way, I mean, we can always push that at the beginning of the next. I think you're on to something here, and, and I don't mean to, to keep pushing it back, but I think mm -hmm. with what you just said, if someone came in while you got your oil changed and told you you need your cabin air filter clean, there's different ways to do it. One way is to make, make it sound like your car is going to blow up on the way home. <laughs> the second is something that, you know, I care about you as a customer. It's an FI. I want to let you know, by the way. If you don't want to get it done today, you can get it done later. It's just obviously better for you to breathe cleaner air. I mean, it, you it, can, you, it's all about the approach. You're right. You're absolutely right. I, you, I'm glad you mentioned that because I probably was a little heavy-handed about that because it is right. You are right. When they come in that way and they're basically telling you your car is going to blow up if you don't do this, you're, you're going to die on the way home or whatever, It's a, honestly, it annoys me. And it's a complete turnoff. If, based on what you just said, I mean, if they came in and said, hey, Mr. Wentworth, we saw this, we wanted to let you know, we can take care of it for it you. If, yeah, we want to bring it yeah. to your attention. Um, if you want us to take care of it, we actually have the filter here. We can knock it out for you while you're here. Or if you want to order it and do this on your own, go ahead and do it. But you should probably get this done in the next six months or so. In that situation, they're saying the same thing, but in a completely different way. I'm like, I take that as being helpful, right? They're trying to help me out, and they're not trying to push me to buy a spend fifty dollars on something that's not even close to being, you know, worth that. 
Um, and so you're right. I'm glad you mentioned that because that is true. You, you get too heavy handed with it and it becomes, um, it definitely becomes a detriment. Um, and, and that's what I mean. That's the whole idea with training too. I think that it's all about approach. Look, and let's be honest, everyone that looks at a car, their job is to make money for the garage. Their job, the number one reason is to make sure your car is functioning properly hundred percent. The second reason is that they find something that's 90% or 80%. If the garage fixes it, they make money. That's why they bring it up to you. But I think really having the mindset with a mechanic or whoever delivers that news to you, which in general is a mechanic working on your car, I think that approach of, hey, I want to bring a few things to your attention. We noticed this and that. Not walking in and saying, you need a new filter or your brakes are bad. Right. Or if you deliver news like that, like you said, it automatically turns you off. So once again, it's all about customer approach. And I think that is a big part of relationship management as well. But that goes back to sales training of how you treat people and how you want your company portrayed. Because I've been in garages where it's, it, I've experienced both sides of that. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. But I, mean, I mean, I think we can pick up resource utilization at the beginning of the next show. Cause I yeah. think this was valuable to really talk about the examples. Yeah, so. no, I, I agree. So, uh, thanks for being on again. We'll have you back. We'll pick up the next show with uh, resource utilization. And um, we still have the nose of the plane to get to, which is we're going to talk about basically the brain of the jet, the selling skills, um, and some really juicy stuff. So definitely make sure you tune in for that show. Thanks again to our show sponsor, Capital Plus. You can find them on the web at cpifunding.com or call them at 855-522-3951. Thanks for listening. And don't forget, cash flow is king. This has been B2B Radio with your host, Mr. Biz, sponsored by Capital Plus. Capital Plus is your trusted resource for commercial financing and accounts receivable management. They've been providing working capital to businesses nationally for 25 years. Learn more about them at cpifunding.com or to schedule a free consultation, call 855-522-3951.